Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bird Game Podcast. Alex Turner here. Don't forget, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. All you got to do is go in the search bar, type in Bird Game. Here we cover everything Eagles, and we truly bleed green. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get on to the episode. Oh, it's the Bird Gang Podcast. Oh, yeah. show for you guys today man that intro hit kind of different don't it i wonder (laughs) i wonder why that is y'all i wonder why that is but man it hit difference but it's all good we all bleed green it doesn't matter man we want to welcome you guys back bird gang podcast of nc i'm your host les jennings and y'all know whenever i'm in the building i got my two bullies with me the two pit bulls alex a money turner Stephen boy sb what up, fellas? How you doing? Alex, talk to me, brother. Big homie Les, what's good, man? It's good to be back. Back to talk some Eagles, man. Hey, I might have to change that intro up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I might have to, <laughs> might have to do a little, little crop and editing because somebody gone. It's good to be back, man. Good yeah, to be back. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I'd be remiss if I couldn't say, give a shout out, man, all the listeners, man. Y'all get a lot of love to my little brother, Alex, man. Just had a little boy, man, Alex A.J. Jr. Yes, sir. Man, the newest, go, the newest Bird Gang member, man. He is in the that's building. That's right. That's right. One month old, man. Bat- How you feeling, man? He's going to have to bat. I, I feel good, man. We're going we to have to baptize him or something. Get him drenched in the green. The so uh, I'm happy, man. I'm happy. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Good stuff, man. So happy for you and Chels. You're a great father, man. You deserve it, man. And and, and, and like I said, preach, preach. y'all know my boy Alex, but y'all hear that growling in the background? Y'all hear that? Do y'all, <laughs> do y'all, do y'all, do y'all hear that growling like I just dropped a piece of steak on the ground? That's my boy <laughs> SB, Steve Boy. Talk to me. What up, baby? Man, you know the vibes. We're just out here ready to, hey. ready to talk about some eagles. We got some, got some changes going on. It kind of might be oh, exciting. Man. might be not. Also, to him, also kind of wrapped up in hoops, hoops world right now. It's about to be March. Absolutely. NBA kicking up full steam. So, I got a lot of Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And to our listeners out there, thank you guys for sticking with us. Took a little break again, man, get everything wrapped up. And we had to, we had to process a lot of stuff Eagles related, man. So, we back, ready to give you guys nothing but the best Eagles news. Today, we got a beautiful show. A lineup, man. We're gonna talk about. I mean, I don't know if y'all heard it. I, I heard to the grapevine that somebody got traded. Okay, I don't know if y'all heard that, but hey, look, we we had a big trade go down about a week and a half ago. Carson Wentz, he's out of there. He got his wish, man. He wanted to leave. He went wanted to go to Indy. He got his wish. We're gonna talk about that and also piggyback off that, talking about the compensation for him. We're going to talk about what that means for Jalen Hurts, okay? A lot of reports that the Eagles could possibly take a QB. We're going to talk about that. I'm not sure that's really what the issue is going to be, so we'll, we'll, we'll ponder on that a little bit. And then we got some. we're going to also discuss D-Jack and Alshon getting cut, okay? We knew it was coming. It's here. We're going to talk about how we feel about that and how that impacts, impacts us whether it be positive or negative. You also want to stay tuned. We got Boyd's Baller Breakdown. He's going to touch on a topic 
I'm sure you guys all wouldn't want to hear. Stay tuned and listen. So without further ado, let's get it in. Let's get it in. Alex, man, hey, it's only fitting that you lead this topic off. Let's talk about it, man. Number 11 got traded to Indy. What is going on, man? So what I want to know from you guys, who won the trade? And did the Eagles get fair compensation? Let's talk about it. Alex, kick it off for me. Yeah, brother. Um, as you said, when you when you first started off on the topic and you were talking about it, you know, you, you hit the head on the nail in the coffin, man. You said he got his wish. And, you know, um, you know, damn it, he did, man. He got his wish. He, he wanted out. The damage was done, and he wanted out. So when you look at it in that vortex that he didn't want to be there no matter what, you know, you kind of have to look at it. At first, I was a little sour about it. You know, as most Eagle fans, I cried a little bit in the corner. You know, I I, I didn't eat for three days straight. <laughs> and then, you know, I came back down and realized that, you know what, it was, it was the right thing to do. You know, it, 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 it was time, unfortunately. You know, it was time to move on. And we did get something in return. We got, um, you know, uh, remind me, Les, I think we got a, what, a second? We got a second round pick. Yeah, we got a third. We got a, a third round pick for this upcoming draft. And then a second round for next year, which is a potential first. Yeah, first. Okay. Yeah. So when you look at it like that, I mean, it's 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 never going to be great. You're never going to get everything that you invested back, you know. But for us to get something back with a guy that you have to look at it like he still has to prove himself, you know. If if Wentz had to prove himself, a he wouldn't be leaving the team, or b we would be getting multiple first round picks. So um, you know. He has to prove himself. So the, the compensation fits that if you look at it that way. It could, it could end up being a first, and then I think everybody will be happy, especially if Jalen Hurts works out. Now, that leads me to Jalen Hurts. What it means for Jalen is that, you know, he's the all eyes on him in the word of Tupac, right? All eyes on me. You know, he's got the eyes on him now. So it's, it's his job to lose, essentially, you know. So they're going to bring some talent in, you know, whether the Eagles get a QB, <laughs> you know, in the first round, in the words of Bernie Mac, he would say, oh, Lord, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I hope we don't get another QB. I, I hope not. You know what I'm saying? I hope we can trade for somebody. But you never know with the Eagles, man. You never know with Howie Roseman. But, you know, it's Jalen's job to lose. So I look for him to really step up. Personally, I think he's going to step up and get the job done, you know, and, and, and ball out this year. That's what every fan probably wants um so you know compensated wise we did okay you know and and I, I read another I was reading a um it was actually a basketball podcast and they uh they were talking about it's, it's actually the rights of Ricky Sanchez a great podcast they talk about the Sixers a lot you know because I'm, I'm also a Sixers fan but they mentioned um the Eagles trade and the one the host said um he said he made a good point he was talking about QBs are paid to, to, to do two things, throw the ball accurately and be a leader of the, the, the locker room. If your QB can't do both, it's time for him to go. So when I thought about it, I was like, he's having cheat. He didn't have a good year. You know, he got benched. And all these rumors about him being unco uncoachable and, you know, he's not the best locker room guy. Okay, so, you know, we made the move. Jalen, you better be the guy. You better be that locker room guy. You better have all the swag. You better get us some victories. And that's all I got to say. Absolutely. Great points, man. Great points, man. Definitely going to touch up on those. Um, SB, go ahead and jump in there. Tell me your thoughts on that. Uh, when it comes to winning and losing the trade, of course, that we won't know the answer to that till maybe two, three years down the line. But right now, I'm going to say initially that we're going to lose the trade, but we didn't have any choice but to lose because as it was right. brought out because of certain factors of internal discord within the organization and between Carson and the front office and the old coaching staff, even though we have a new coach staff now, between Carson and front office, the ownership, Howie, all of that. It was just a toxic mix and something had to something had to change. And Carson wanted out. He got his wish. So now that he's back reunited with Frank Reich and they have a stable organization with a good support supporting cast around him, good running game, good, very good offensive line. Not the greatest receivers, but very good receivers, very serviceable enough. 
I feel that he can have a bounce back year. I'm not going to necessarily say 2017 level because we he got a lot of breaks that year, but he can be very good. He can look like the 2019 Carson Wentz, and that's a that's definitely a win right. for for Indianapolis in that in that department. Now, did we get fair compensation? We probably got the best that we could get at the time because the Colts were not going to were not going out negotiate themselves because really it was them in Chicago. At the end of the day, that was that was really it. Chicago didn't want to give up hardly anything. And I don't know if it was true or not, but I saw something that basically saying that Carson didn't want didn't want to go to Chicago or something. Right. So it was like, hey, <laughs> this is it. So they def the Colts definitely weren't gonna weren't gonna outmaneuver themselves in the trade. So that's basically what it could be. Now we could have gotten more for Carson if we had traded him earlier, before Howie kind of did some things that kind of drove the the price down and kind of made it made him look even even worse. See, like if you try to trade somebody, you should try to prop them up to make their value go up. But that's another conversation for another day. But um, did we? So compensation wise, we got what we could get. We're probably going to lose the trade if you look for value, for value. But we got the best we could get out of it. And sometimes they say you can have addition by subtraction. Let's just hope that that's the case here and that a more harmonious locker room will provide better results on the field. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, great response by both of you guys. I'm going to chime in here. Um, Of course, I never wanted. I, I don't think they even should have traded Carson Wentz. I agree, <laughs> big picture. I agree. That's, yeah, that's neither here nor there. But as far as the actual topic, um, I'm going to break it down into three. There's three parties involved in this trade. Okay, I'm going to rank them. All right, all right. Uh, the team that won this trade, the per, the winner of this trade, number one is Carson Wentz. He won it out of Philadelphia. He won it out of Philadelphia. Facts. Okay. That's what he wanted. Number two, Indianapolis Colts, because they have a franchise QB now. Okay. They basically gave up a third and a first rounder. Okay. So they won. And then the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm not even going to say the Eagles won. I'm going to say the Eagles evened out. And here's why I'm going to say that. You can always tell who's losing the end of a trade or a release when you start to hear stories after the fact. I remember when we cut Deshaun Jackson in 2014, there was a, a, a smear campaign. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's gang, gang related and all this other mess and yada, 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 yada. We lost that because Deshaun came back and kicked our tail for the next three years, man. We lost five straight games. One of those games in 2014 put us out of the playoffs. We, we, we yeah. yeah, in Washington, week 16. We win that, we go to 11 and 4, we're in the playoffs. Okay, we lost that game. Okay, Deshaun Jackson had four catches, 156 yards on us, killed us. We lost that. But my point is, you always. Right, right. But my point is, the team that loses, they always try to justify the trade. Like Alex said, um, he heard on the radio station about, oh, he's tough in the locker room. Nah, not according to Chris Long and Michael Jenkins, who mm-hmm. just said on their podcast yep. a week ago, Carson Wentz was straight in the locker room. He was not a cancer at all. He was just more to himself. So you can't say he was a locker room cancer because players that are in there say that that's false. Then you can't say he's uncoachable. You want to know why you can't say that? Because the Indianapolis have Frank Wright, Press Taylor, and Mike Grow. All three of those coaches – coached Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. They're now over in Indianapolis Colts. So I say that to say, if Carson was such a problem, such a headache in being coached, you think Press Taylor, Frank Wright, and Mike Rowe are going to tell Jim Ursay to trade for Carson Wentz? Is, is, is that where we're at right now? See, a lot of times, man, this is the problem that I have. These stories are put out 
people don't research on their own. So you can't say the man's hard to coach, but he's got three of his former coaches, former coaches over in Indianapolis, vouching for him to the owner to trade a pretty much a first round pick for him. See, that don't add up. That don't add up. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is, man. Um, as far as the compensation, man, no, nah, we didn't get fair compensation. But you know what? It's okay. Hopefully, okay, Jalen Hurts is the answer. We can move forward. And next year, that second-round pick will turn into a first-round pick. I'm expecting anywhere from 21 to 28, possibly. We'll get, have another first-round pick, and, and, and we'll be good to go from there. So that's that on that, man. And good luck to Carson. I want to say, Les, I, I also think that um, – I think that all of it is – that's what I'm saying, all of it in a vacuum. I don't think all of it is true, and I know all of it isn't true. I just think that the way it was – the way it was prepared and the way it was delivered based on the stories and how he had a bad year, which I don't even blame all of his bad year on him. I think Doug Peterson had a lot to do with it. But I think the combination and ultimately him getting benched led to him – because I'm curious, if we never drafted Hurts – and never benched him, would he have won it out? Because it's like the minute he won it out, it doesn't matter if it's true. No, or not. He, he you know would not saying? have won it out. Yeah. So he I, I exactly. Here's the thing. That's that's how I look. I don't, at I don't it. know that's if you guys got a chance to hear the whole Jason Avant. He was, it was on a podcast um, a few days ago, and he has been an intern with the Eagles uh, coaching, and he went against the code. Okay, as a coach for a team, you're not supposed to talk about what goes on in the locker room. He knows better than that. He was a player himself. But in any event, he let the cat out the bag. And he basically stated the problems with the Eagles in the organization started in 2018 when they took him out for his back and put in Nick Foles. And see, the thing about that, and I, I already knew it was a problem because he was always going forward. He was always listed as the emergency quarterback. And see, I understand from a organizational standpoint, he had a back injury. He came back from his ACL a little too early. He had a back injury. He was playing through that. And the organization was like, look, man, we're trying to pay this dude. He's a franchise quarterback. We're five and you know, five and six or five and seven or six and seven or whatever the case may be. We may not even make the playoffs, just rested dudes so he could be fully healthy for 19. They took him out. And Carson was like, yo, I can finish this. I can play. We'll make the playoffs. And they went against him. So that's when it started. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the right move for uh, a coaching staff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think that's no, not no, no, the right no. move? I, I, actually, I actually agree. I think it was the right move. Um, but they never put him on IR. So if you're going to make that move, then put him on IR. He was listed as the emergency quarterback, which means he could have played if he was needed. So it just sparked up a whole lot of controversy. Um, so I wonder if that's a that's a Doug thing. That's, that's, a, that's a Howie like, thing. That's a, that's an organizational thing. Mm. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to I'm going to tell you why he fell out. More reports have come out, and again, you guys check out Inside the Birds with Adam Kaplan, Jeff Mosher. More stuff come out. Come to I don't know if you guys remember um, the Green Bay game this past year when they actually benched him for Jalen Hurts. After they benched him for Jalen Hurts, this is where him and Doug Peterson fell out. Doug Peterson had a press conference on a Wednesday, and someone asked him, is Carson Wentz still your starter? His answer was, Carson Wentz is my starter today. That irked Carson. That was number one. And number two, do you guys remember when the Brett Favre came out where they said he said I should, they would have kept Nick Foles instead? Mm -hmm. You guys remember that? Yep. Doug Peterson yep. never spoke up for Carson Wentz. He just pretty pretty much was like, oh, well, he's entitled to his opinion, and that's that. He didn't stick yeah, up for yeah, Carson. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't say, you know what? Well, uh, that's fine. That's his opinion. I wanted Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is my guy. He didn't say any of that. 
So you didn't say any of that. Then you put Carson, put him under the bus. That's when him and Carson fell out. Okay, so that's really what happens. You guys may hear these reports, oh, they weren't talking, you know, eight to ten weeks. No, nah, that's not what happened. It was the last month of the year, and and and, and that's what happened, man. So, again, it's just it's crazy, but it is what it is, man. He got what he wanted. He's out. And that's that. So, speaking of that, <clears throat> we're going to hop into topic number two. We're going to talk about Jalen Hurts. Okay, he's the one that, that's causing all this commotion, if you think about it. So we're going to talk about that, man. When he was picked last year, uh, April 26th, in the second round, everybody, the whole NFL world shook. We were like, what in the world? All right? So we need to discuss that, man, because his time is here now. It's his team. All right? So we need to know what this means for him and who better to bring that in. The SB Steve Boy talk to me. What do you think this means for Jalen Hurts? I have no idea what it means right now because of the speculation of drafting a quarterback in the first round and all this open competition they're talking about. Does he have the inside track? I believe so. I would hope so. And I, I believe if if it was up to me, if I if they asked me what I should what I think they should do, I would say this. I would say Jalen Hurts showed a little bit of promise last year, but he's still unproven. He still has a lot, lot, a lot of growing to do. But he does have all those intent. He ha- does have the intangibles that you want out of a quarterback. He can galvanize the troops. He can get the guys on his side. He has no problem with that. The team seems like they want to play for him. That's a plus, a definite plus on his side. Have no issue with that. He has mobility. And he can get out. Of, he can get out of trouble in the in the pocket and scramble for some yards and all that. That's a good. That's another good sign. And is he's actually, he was actually better at that than Carson Wentz was at this point in his career because of the injuries and and so on and so forth. But what I fear with Jalen Hurts is his lack of arm talent. If he doesn't have the arm to to make all those NFL passes and get enough zip on the ball and get it in there, like the famous pass against Arizona that we broke down that should have been a touchdown, but he was late. I don't know if he was late with the throw or if he just couldn't get enough on it to where the ball didn't get there and it got deflected in before it should, it was a, should have been an easy touchdown. Little, little things like that can become big things. And if he just doesn't have the arm, then it doesn't matter how much of a leader he is. If he can't get it done with his arm, he can't be the quarterback. But I feel that he should have this year a good training camp and everything. He should have the opportunity to prove himself. Don't yeah. don't go grab a quarterback just to, for the sake of saying, well, we're going to have a competition. We're going to get Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or something like that and have a comp- just for the sake of having a competition. That does nobody any good. If you if they feel like one of those quarterbacks is definitely the answer. I understand. Okay, you do what you got to do. But if not, don't go grabbing a quarterback just for the sake of grabbing a quarterback, having this quarterback fact. No, they need to go skill position. They need to to go skill position. A lot of people want defense, and I say no. Go skill position in the first round. Go with a wide receiver or the pits, and that's, that's what they should do. But it should, for this year, it should be Jalen Hurts' team. He should have the opportunity to take the team and see what he can do with it before. Now, if he does, if he can't get the job done, then we can go um, look for other options at quarterback. And then that quarterback will have a better set of skill players to surround him. But don't grab a quarterback now with where we still have a need at wide receiver and tight end. Absolutely, absolutely. Great points, man. Great points. Alex, go ahead and jump in there for me, man. Give me your thoughts. Oh, you make some good points, man. I, I, I think, I think you're on the right, you're on the right, uh, way, right, as far as, um, getting a year to, to see what he's got, you know, with a, with a good staff and, uh, good at training camp and all that. I agree. I hey, think that hey the, Alex, uh, Alex, the, the, um, is, um, the sound is a little bit muffled. Try to adjust your mic for me if you can. Okay. 
Yeah, I hear him, but it's like I said, it's still a little um, distorted. Yeah, that's it. Perfect, perfect. It's definitely probably the signal. All right. All right. So, so when it comes to uh, Mr. Jalen Hurts, honestly, you know, I, I think he should get a year um, to do what he needs to do and show and prove, as they say. Uh, I think that I think that the Jalen's in a weird he's not in a weird spot, but the Eagles are in a weird spot because if as we talked about, if they find somebody that they think is better than Jalen Hurts. There's only one guy I can see that that actually happening, and that would be that'd be well two guys, Trevor Lawrence, who we're not going to get, or Justin Fields. So I, I'm still strong thinking that Jalen or uh, Howie Roseman would have to see Justin Fields and say, and be blown away and say, "There's no doubt this is he's the future of the Eagles." And then, if that is the case, if that's the route they want to go, I only ask as an Eagles fan is, you don't. You don't, as they say, you don't piddle dick around. You don't, you don't wait in the water. Say that's your guy, okay? Move on from Jalen. Don't have the same scenario go where you got two guys. They don't know who's the guy. You're keeping another guy around because you're not sure of the other guy. We got to stop doing that, okay? We gotta, if we know he's the guy, he's the guy, then, okay? Trevor Lawrence is going to go to the Jaguars knowing he's the guy, okay? You know? So – I, that's all I ask, okay? If you know it's not Jalen, then make sure you you know Justin's the guy. Now, I think they should go with Jalen. I think he could do it. So, if you do go with Jalen Hurts, okay, get the right weapons around him, okay? And then you just got to make sure that you're getting – I think competition is healthy. It's good for Jalen Hurts to have some competition. So, go get Marcus Mariota. Go get – you can get Alex Smith. It don't matter who you get. Just bring some guys in. You know, make some small trades, bring, sign some free agents, bring them in, and give them some talent or some competition that way. Don't draft the rookie number one who's drafted over him. You know what I'm saying? It's just so much that could go wrong again. So I think Jalen can do it. I think he's a great the mentality he has and the, the leadership. And as, as SB said, he's got the mindset. I think he will – he is Philly. I think his attitude is Philly. I think all that is good for him, but he's got to show improve. And if he doesn't show improve, Eagles need to make the right decision and make it fast. Yeah, you brought up some great points there, Alex. Um, when you yeah. talked about um bringing in a veteran backup, Dan Orlovsky spoke to this during the midst of all the drama, in-season drama that um Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts said. Not that they had drama, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, quarterback rooms now are hierarchy. You have your starting quarterback. Then you have the backups who are clear, have clearly defined roles, and they are there to support the starter. Whenever you have uh, all this competition, you don't know who is who, you're not going to have success. Like they said, if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero. So, that, so you got to do that. If you're going, if Jalen's going to be the guy, then get, bring in some clearly defined backups, veterans who have some experience that can help him along the way. That's the way to do it. Don't keep on drafting rookies and thinking that's going to get it done. Right. You can't have a guy who thinks he's starting and then you draft Justin Fields, who was obviously drafted higher than you. That's going to that's gonna mess with Jalen. It's going to mess with him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and never mind the fact, let's say he beats out Justin Fields. So oh. now you have uh, Jalen Hurts starting over your first-round pick. So now you wasted another pick. You know what I mean? So it's it's, it's like a whole bunch of stuff, man. Um, that it, it can go wrong with picking a quarterback, man. I think, you know, and, and great points again by both you guys. You both you guys killed it as usual. Um, I'm gonna throw my two cents in there, man. I listen. I um, I, I I was listening to a podcast the other day, and. I didn't realize it. I just, even though it's so simple, I really did not pay attention to it. But Jalen Hurts, those four games was essentially his preseason, hmm. right? So that's a way that I did not look at it at all. But that was his preseason. Okay, he had four games. 
You saw some great, which was in um, um, the Arizona game, the New Orleans game. You saw some okay in in the uh, Dallas game. And then you saw, hey, get it done by any means necessary in the Washington game, which I still believe they would have won if he stayed in the game. That's neither here nor there. Um, but that's what it was, man. And I think Jalen Hurts has all the tools physically. Um, I think he has a good enough arm. Uh, and I, I, the only reason I say that is because he uh, – that I was skeptical on his arm a little bit until he hit Deshaun Jackson with that bomb against Dallas. That was nice. All right. I was like, all right, oh, I was like, boy, he got a cannon on him. You know what I'm saying? So – you know, I, I, that's fine. And he has intestinal fortitude because against Arizona, he went toe-to-toe with Kyle Murray. And the three of us watched that game together, man. And, I mean, Hurts balled. He balled, man. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I think it's a good I'm, – I'm with it, man. Roll with him. Give him a chance. Give him this year. Um and, and when I say give him this year, I don't mean give him this year. If we don't make the playoffs, then draft somebody else. No, 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 no. Give him this year to approve, improve upon what he did last year. See, what you want you do, your quarterback to do is to continue to grow, right? If you see that the trend, the arrow is pointing up with Jalen Hurts, then that's your quarterback. That's all. That's all there is, man. Give that man confidence. Get behind him. And I think he's straight, man. So I'm rooting for him. I think he'll be fine. Um, I had a chance to check out Breaking the Birds. Shout out to them. You can find them on YouTube at Breaking the Birds. They do breakdowns of all players singularly in the season. And I was watching a lot of Quez Watkins and a lot of Jalen Rager and John Hightower. What the guy does on that um, podcast, he takes them. And he shows you their routes every game. And I was watching it, man. And I'm going to tell you something, man. I would like to see Jalen Hurts get on the same page with Quez Watkins. Uh, I had a chance to watch the breakdown of that Arizona game with Quez Watkins. He beat Patrick Peterson like a drum. Oh. I mean, I'm going to forward it to you guys to take a look at that, man. But, oh. Man, <laughs> and I don't know where I, I mean. I don't. I can't. I'm not in the huddle, so I can't tell you what the progression was, or I can tell you the offense we were running, but I can't tell you what the progression was. But if we would have just focused on Quez Watkins and try to get him the ball, could have had close to 200 yards in that game. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think he, the was like, who that? Well, I don't know who that guy is or something like that, but he is fast. <laughs> oh, listen to me. I'm gonna all right, once we finish the remember podcast, correctly, send, someone said that. Man, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to send over the breakdown from the Arizona game. I mean, he was. Whew. I sent you guys the Jalen Rager breakdown from the Arizona game, mm-hmm. um, and he was getting open and doing stuff like that. But man, that Quez Watkins tape. Man, he he yeah he he's rolling. So I don't know. My position is changing up, but like I said, I I, I believe Jalen's going is going to do good this season. I think he is. I think he has the tools. Um, with our O line coming back healthy, I feel that we'll, we'll be able to see him shine and take that second year jump that most quarterbacks do. Everything is always important from the first year to the second year. I believe Jalen takes that jump. Um, and is going to be a very, very good quarterback. Um, now, we, it's no it's no secret that in the NFL, to be a good quarterback, you need a top, right, top flight receiver, right? We had two of them. <laughs> they gone now. Okay, and you guys know I'm talking about Alshon Jeffrey, Super Bowl hero, and Deshaun Jackson. Blast from the past, man. You know, and... and we got to talk about that, man, because we were counting on those two the last two years, man, and just it just was nasty. I want to put it out there, and I'm I'm going to be honest. It was just it was horrible, man. But let's talk about it, man. Uh, Alex, how do you feel about D Jack 
being cut and Alshon being cut? Did you expect it? You know, are you are you happy or sad? Let's talk about it. Well, you know, honestly, man, we all wanted in a perfect world Alshon's extension would have been worth the money. You know, based off his performance in the Super Bowl, and you know he would have stayed healthy. You know, so that that would be another perfect world. And it almost seems like, and I was thinking about this the other day, he was never meant to come back to Philly. It, that's almost how it seems, man. It's like he was hurt the, from the first game. I think he played a total of, I, I want to say someone said eight games total. He actually games he actually played in, you know, his whole time being here, and it's just like, um, it might have been a It might have been a six or something, something crazy. I don't remember the stat line on that, but in a perfect world, they both would have played more games, been healthier, and been more reliable, you know. Um, so it's tough to see because you know I've got more than the DNA boys. They nicknamed themselves Deshaun, Nelson, <laughs> and uh, Alshon. And it never came to fruition. We got a little taste of it, but it never happened, man. So because of that, I don't want to say I don't appreciate what both did. The sign means more on that he was already a legend, in the, you know, in the, with the Eagles community within the city. I find did some incredible things with the, with the messed up shoulder. Anyone took a shoulder too much. And one, you know. So, all that, but it was time, man. You know, you look at the Eagles team and you look at all the positions and you say to yourself, where can we get younger at? Um, because this team dramatically just needs to get younger. Um, you need to hit the, the, the rebuild and um, head in a new direction. Keeping them around is not heading in a new direction. You know, um, you want to get, as I said before, you want to get guys for Jalen Hurts. You want to find guys that that's a, that's a target for Jalen Hurts. Same with Zach Hurts. I don't know if that's a that was a that was a Carson Wentz target. Okay, you know what I mean. So it's like get get Jalen who needs. Um, I appreciate all they did. I really do. But you know, it's time. It's time to move on, man. And Alshon might bounce back a little. Who knows? I I think he's a past his prime, but he might bounce back. And Deshaun might have one good le- year left. I think he needs to play somewhere warmer. Uh, apparently, he does better in warmer weather. So. Go somewhere warm, maybe get one more year, and come back on fire and bird, and you know, and, and and again, just I can't be more thankful for what they did do, um, but it was fine. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, great points, Alex. Uh, SB, jump in there, and give me your thoughts. Yeah, man, I'm with you, Alex. Man, I, I agree. <laughs> it was time. It was. It just was time. When you can't stay healthy anymore, when you start to get a little age on you, it starts to show up. I mean. Especially with Deshaun, I can't really say so, so much for Alshon Jeffrey because he didn't really show me anything this year. But with Deshaun, he showed spurts when he was, actually was on the field that he could still get the job done. And I think that's why he wants to still wants to play because he really feels like all athletes they know they can do they can get the, they can play the game. But that's why he still wants to play. But his time here was just done when you look at the contract situation. The fact that he couldn't stay on the field, and not so much for Deshaun because he he brings that d- dynamic speed that can really change a game, <coughs> like let's call game changing type plays, like like he did in Dallas. He has that. He still he still has that potential in him. Whereas Alshon though, he's he's not that kind of receiver. He's more of a possession receiver, a big body, uh, red zone target. So when so, but when you put him out there every down, that's taken away from the development of a Travis Fulgham or Quez Watkins or Jalen Rager. So yeah. it's like you get at that point. I really didn't want to see him on the field as much as he was, and now it's like, yeah, you got to go ahead and and let him go and let these young guys develop and see what we have with them. And hopefully, we can we'll have a good problem having too many good young receivers, because I hope that we draft one in the first round, specifically Jamar Chase, and then we'll have a good problem with having too many good receivers. I don't know what we're going to end up doing with Greg Ward this year, because I believe he's a restricted free agent, and I don't know what his tender is going to be, especially with our cap situation, if we'll bring him back or not. But 
even even if you remove him from the situation, you have the first round pick. You have Watkins and Rager. It, we should we should have a good foundation of wide receivers. So it was time for them to go. They, it's, it, I appreciate everything they did in the Midnight Green, especially Deshaun Jackson. Even though Jeffries is the one that helped us win the ring, Deshaun Jackson was here for the longest and kind of bled Eagle Green. Had that Eagle spirit in him. The fans love him, but. Is you gotta know when to say goodbye, and now it's time to say goodbye to both of them. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know where to start, man. Um, can you guys see? You guys still with me? Yeah. I'm sorry, I was wrong. I'm sorry about that. I was passing through a little bit of stuff, um, okay. looking at yeah. some tape on some of the some of the season. But um, Deshaun Jackson, man, I, I never wanted him to come back in the first place, man. I'm on record, um, and for me, it was personal. It was because he went to the Washington Redskins, a team that you guys all know by now that I despise, and he went there specifically to beat us, and you know. I can't have that. So he crossed that enemy line. He was never welcome back to me. When we when he signed back, I was pissed. I was like, man, I don't want him back. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But I looked at that as well, the Chip Kelly thing. Because as soon as Chip was gone and Doug was, was in this spot, he was like, I want to get back to Philly. <laughs> so that's the way I looked. I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, you know, so I mean, that's just, that's just my stance on it, man. Uh, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, my thing with Alshon is, man, was crazy. Is I remember him coming out of South Carolina, um, and I wanted the Eagles to draft him bad. Man. Um, I was like, man, draft Alshon, draft, and he ended up going to Chicago. One of my best friends, that's his team, and we were watching the draft together. And um, I told him, I said, man, y'all got a ball, man. And Alshon balled out for them. Um, we finally got him in seventeen. I was like, man, finally he's here. We got him. He's going to ball. Yada yada yada. He did well, played a huge integral part in us winning the Super Bowl. But after that, it just was either injury, either him talking trash, you know, starting up controversy. That's my key issue with him. Or or, or injury again, kicking up more trash by going to Josina Anderson. Or injury, not being in shape, and getting slower. It was like it just after that seventeen ride. It was no, it was just over for him, man. And um, I, 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 and another thing is, I'm going to say this, man. Um, I'm very high on Travis Fogum, and I felt that Alshon coming back limited. Because I'm telling you, man, Travis Fogum was on his way to having a thousand yards. That five-game stretch he had, he was balling, bro. He was balling. And as soon as Alshon came back, they they cut his snaps down to like 40%. And that was terrible, man. He had like 20 plays a game. And I I, I, I just was I was pissed about that because I'm like, bro. And that's another reason why I'm glad, not to go off on a tangent, but I'm glad Doug is gone. Doug is not about playing the best player available. He is loyal to his vets. Okay? And that cost us, in my opinion. It cost us. You know what I mean? So I'm glad both are gone, man, honestly. Um, and I'm looking forward to the new crop. And as SB said, yes, I am for all Jamar Chase. He's generational. He is next in line of the great wide receivers in the NFL. He is that. Um, I don't know if he'll be there at six, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but if he's not there at six, I am totally okay with going with what we have if we draft Kyle Pitts. You know what I mean? Um, so that's where I'm at with it. But, of course, Howie, if you're listening, you punk, you better draft Jamar Chase, man. Okay? Um and really quickly, man, I didn't do it. SB reminded me. But I want to go ahead. Everyone take a quick, quick, quick break. You know what I'm saying? Wash your face. Grab something to drink. Grab some chips real quick. I'm going to take a quick break and pause for our sponsor. See you in a second. 
All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you guys for hanging in there with us. Got one more segment left, and it's very, very important, man. I know when we have been on the last few times, we have not brought in our personalized segments, but that's back, baby. And we're about to kick it off with Boyd's Baller Breakdown, SB. It's time for what you got for the listeners, man? All right, we have some sad news. Um, it was yesterday we found out that Irv Cross, a former Philadelphia Eagle, passed away at the age of 81. Now, Irv Cross was a two-time pro bowler with the Eagles. He was a cornerback. But most notably was his broadcasting career. He was the first black athlete, not football player, but first black athlete ever to get a job, an announcing job in the United States as a sports analyst. So by him doing that, he paved the way for all of the Shannon Sharps, the Deion Sanders, where he's in coaching now, but the whoever whoever you could think of. Yeah, and then you, you then take it to basketball, Shaq and e, Shaq and Kenny and Charles and Jalen Rose, any any of them. Any any sport. Any sport that you could think of that, that has a black analyst, Dominic Foxworth, Ryan Clark, whoever. Irv Cross paved the way for them because he was the first black. Black man to do black man to become a sports analyst. So uh, for that, we have to give him his flowers, give him his props, and, and salute to Irv Cross, a true legend in the Eagles world and in the broadcasting world. Absolutely, absolutely, Alex. Anything you want to drop on him? Hey, SB man, it's it's good to see you shed some light and you know give him his roses. You know, as they say, the young kid saying, um, you know, uh, but. You can't, you can't underestimate things like that because when you look back on it, all that kind of stuff is important. Even now, people that are breaking barriers now, you know, and, uh, you know, for, for us, for us to, you know, do certain things. And, you know, you see today in the paper, so here and there, someone in NASA, just there was one girl that's uh, commanding the, uh, that NASA shuttle that is on Mars. She's like one of the main ones that's been controlling it. And she's the first one. She's a black girl. So stuff like that is always important, man, to shed light on it. You know, um, what Irv did, you know, there's people that are forever grateful, people that have jobs, careers, and can provide for their family all because he, you know, he was the first to start a Great topic to bring up, SB. This might be one of your best baller breakdowns ever. Um, so uh, good work, man. And, um, you know, it's good to see that he's been able to do so much for so many people. Appreciate that. And we'll, and we'll be back on with the normal baller breakdowns later on as we go on. We'll... Like I said, well, I've been teasing it throughout the throughout the time, but we're gonna um, give us. I'm gonna come back with a baller breakdown, talking about the the boys' baller breakdown MVP for the 2020 season. We'll we'll do that, and as well as like we said before, we'll get into some of this draft, some of the draft talk, and we'll break down some of the baller breakdowns for these, these yeah, draft we'll, picks, man. Yeah, that's some, exactly. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some of these targets that the Eagles should be looking at. So. Stay tuned for, and I know um, Alex got some heat with his um, topics too. So stay tuned. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and man, as Alex pointed to, um, SB man, this is probably the best one that you had. You always have great ones. Don't 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 get it twisted. Um, but I thought this was awesome, man. This was awesome. Um, I appreciate that, man. And I also want to note that. Mr. Cross, not only was he the first African-American to work as a sports analyst on national TV, he also was the recipient of the 2009 Pete Rozelle Radio Television Award that is given annually, every single year, guys, by the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which means not only did he have exceptional contributions to television, but he was the best when he was doing it, man. That's what it's about, man. So I want to also throw that in um, there. I did some a little bit of research on that. Um, I'll be the first to admit I wasn't as familiar with him. I knew his name. Uh, I knew he played for the Eagles, of course, but I did not know as much of his background um, until he passed away. But I, I just wanted to say that, hey, man, Irv, Mr. Cross, um, you are definitely missed. Prayers to you and to your family as well. Um, 
that concludes our show for today. Um, to the listeners, subscribers, thank you guys for hanging in there with us, man. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Um, if it wasn't for you, uh, we wouldn't be able to do this, man. Um, and we do this to connect with you guys. Of course, we love talking Philadelphia Eagles. We do this anyway. Um, but we felt that we had a lot to share um, and give it to you guys from our perspective. We know you guys watch TV and you got the Max Kellermans and Skip Baylesses and they always, they don't necessarily cover the truth. They look for more hot takes and bias, all that type of thing. But we try to give you guys the real news um, as it relates to the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Um, so we thank you guys for hanging in there with us and also rolling with us. As we know, there's a deep pool and you guys have other options. We just want to appreciate that. Alex is going to go ahead and tell you guys and all uh, our longtime listeners, you know, but our new listeners who found us, he's going to tell you where you guys can subscribe. Um, and you know, you say it's a deep pool, but you know, before I before I uh, go into these uh, where you can find us at, you know, you said a deep pool, but you know, the cream always uh, rises to the top. So, Absolutely. you know, uh, so don't worry about that. But, but ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on Spotify Podcast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and then also if you're a fan of you know radio and you listen to a lot of radio, iHeartRadio, we are also on there as well. You're listening to, you know, um, I think Ryan Seacrest has a show on there. I know a lot of people listen to the, his morning show. You, uh, um, and Steve Harvey, too. If you if you want to head on over, you know, you done listen to a little bit of gossip music, come on over to some some good Eagles sports talk radio. We also talk about big things in the NFL. So it's good to just get a listen to here and there. And we welcome all new listeners, old listeners. We're happy to have you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, listen, man, thank you guys again. Uh, we'll be doing the show again very, very soon. We'll go ahead and upload that in the next few days after we get this one uploaded. And we'll always have new and updated Eagles content for you. But guess what, y'all? Our time is up. So until then, Bird Game. Yeah. You never know about a player, really, truly, until you get them in your building and you can work with guys. This kid's unbelievable. The way he prepares, the way he practices, and for this city, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. As long as we don't screw him up, right? <laughs>